Welcome to Listening Well with me, Stephanie, where I'm going to share a pod post to encourage you to live your best life. This week, I'm talking all about finding inspiration. Inspiration comes from all different places and sometimes in the most unlikely of times. I always reflect on our post-pandemic world and how it affected creativity for those who pursue any form of art or is involved in a new startup, for example. Most of our human population were confined to their familiar homes, living with the same routine and surrounded by the same objects, seeing the same people. And for the city dwellers out there, nature was almost out of reach. And you know how important I find nature when it comes to expanding your horizons? When I reflect on finding inspiration, it seems as though you have to admit that you're stuck and unmotivated or uninspired to begin with. Then comes the work. You have to put in the work to invoke any change you'd like to see. So my first tip on this topic is to change up your daily routine. I do think routines are super helpful when it comes to keeping your motivations high, and it really helps you stay on track, if you will. Because, you know, with routine, there's a sense of productivity, but there's also a sense of rigidity. You can almost anticipate what will happen in any given day and have a clear idea of all that will pan out. Routines make your life tidy and planned. But I find that inspiration does not come from a pre-planned schedule. If you go to the same coffee shop every day for coffee, maybe you can try changing the coffee shop you go to and see what happens. Or find another yoga studio to practice or go on another trail for your walk. This will expose you to new surroundings and you'll meet new faces and just making these little slight changes in your schedule can open you up to a brand new experience and thus create the potential for inspiration. When I feel stuck in my body or am doing the same workouts over and over and over again and need to once again feel inspired, I would go visit another gym or studio and do a completely new routine. Don't get me wrong, oftentimes when I visit a new facility, I'm rolling my eyes thinking, man, I'm not digging this program. I knew I should just stick to what I'm used to. But even this little bit of discomfort that you experience created this new perspective and possibly an opportunity for inspiration. One of the ways I change my routine up is deciding when I go for my daily walks. Sometimes it's first thing in the morning, but sometimes I want to switch it up and go in the afternoon instead. I'm telling you, not only is the light different at this time of day, but oftentimes there are less people out walking in the afternoon, and so there is just more room to breathe and think and ponder. Sometimes I go a step further and change my walking routes completely, deciding to take a whole new path just to see what happens. This little change is simple to do and can open up many avenues for inspiration. Maybe part of changing up your routine is by going out more. Calling a friend you haven't seen in a while and inviting them out for a midweek coffee or for a pint to catch up. But if we're talking about changing schedules, why not experiment changing the layout of your house or the room that you do most of your work in? 
Move some furniture around and see how it completely transforms your working area. And just for fun, you might even experiment getting a feng shui master in for some advice, even if you don't quite believe in the thing. But these are all just some very simple examples. The point is, if you break yourself out of the monotony of your day-to-day, maybe a dose of excitement and inspiration can seep in. My next tip for you when it comes to finding inspiration is one that I would say is the most important, and that is to go hiking, or better yet, summit a mountain. During the pre-pandemic days, I made it a priority to climb a mountain every year, not just for the physical conquest, but also to invoke a little inspiration into my life. I've always believed that in order for your mind to be primed for clarity and to clear out as much of the mental chatter as possible, your body needs to be fatigued. I'm not saying that you won't be thinking any thoughts while climbing a glorious mountain or if you're on an arduous hike, but when you're out putting your body to the test, all you're thinking about is that next step. You become instantly present You're hyper-aware of your internal battery levels so you don't over-exhaust yourself. You know you need to ration your water, but at the same time need to hydrate yourself appropriately. Your level of presence is just heightened exponentially when you're hiking a mountain. The best part of the whole experience, however, is when you finally reach the summit and look over a great horizon. The vastness is inspiring, yet intimidating. It's one of those moments that you reflect on the meaning of life and truly check in with your own life too. By the time you've reached the peak of a mountain, your muscles have been completely depleted of energy and your body feels cold and hot at the same time. There is a tender quietness at the top miles above sea level and oftentimes above the clouds, there is peace, there is a sense of lightness. The sounds of the universe reverberate as if an om is being chanted by Mother Earth and Father Sky simultaneously. There's a moment where you feel so big and strong and yet so small and insignificant. A setting unlike any other to peruse and allow the mind to wander. But there's also a bittersweetness when you're at the top because while you feel accomplished making it all the way up, you quickly realized that you're only halfway through the journey. You still gotta go down that mountain. And that in many ways can be more difficult, especially on the knees. Of course, sometimes you're climbing in sub-zero temperatures and so you don't wanna ponder too long up there. But even if it's just for a mere five minutes, You have put yourself in an environment that literally forces you to contemplate about life, about what's important. It gives you a perspective like none other. And it is this perspective that gives your soul the inspiration it was out to seek in the first place. My next piece of advice is to find inspiration in others. I have been subscribed to Masterclass for a couple years now, and I'm always watching a TED Talk every now and then to invoke a little inspiration. When I know I don't want to mindlessly watch another Netflix special or know I need to go on a little social media detox, 
I turn to those who I feel inspired by to hear what they have to say. I love platforms like Masterclass because not only does it turn some of the world's biggest idols into actual human beings, but you really get some insight on the struggles that people go through to get them to where they are today. That they too had to crash and burn at times, only to rise like a phoenix, stronger and more resilient than before. I find that by subscribing to platforms like Masterclass or Mind Valley or even listening to podcast interviews, you have these resources that, in their own way, make you feel like you're not alone. That even the most quote unquote successful of humans have also had to hit rock bottom to get to where they are. It reminds us that struggling and suffering is all part of the equation, that it's just a universal condition. And while some of the content that you see on these platforms are rather technical, where you learn a lot of the how-tos of a particular industry, much of it is essentially a recap of the personal journey that got the person to where they are now. Resilience, persistence, and consistency all seem to be traits that make someone go from average to great. I find this behind-the-scenes information extremely inspiring and only motivates me to work harder and to not give up when times are hard. Listening to podcast interviews is also a fantastic way of gaining some insight into the person that you find inspiring. You'll most likely learn something new that you can apply to your own life. And while it's important to hear from others that inspire you, it's also just as important to offload anyone who makes you feel less than great. You know who those people are. They may be someone in your industry or an acquaintance of some kind. If they aren't cheering you on and hoping the best for you, why burden yourself with that weight? It might be age, but I've noticed that since entering into my 30s, my antenna for people who don't have my best interest at heart is very strong. Sometimes removing people out of your life from your past makes room for better people to enter into your future. My next thought for you to try is to start a morning pages routine. I was taught this technique by one of my peers in a yoga training I was doing in Bali. One morning at breakfast, I saw her at a corner table writing nonstop, like she never took her pen off the paper. It was like she had tunnel vision and that focus was simply unwavering. She told me after the fact that she was writing her morning pages, where the idea is to wake up, open your journal, and write three full pages from top to bottom of any thoughts or feelings or words that come out of your head. Literally not pausing to correct any grammar or spelling or trying to sound good. If you had nothing to say, you would literally write, I don't know what to say, or nothing is coming to me now. Just anything that comes your way. The trick is to make sure you write longhand so that you don't get into the habit of editing or trying to sound perfect. I found it super interesting, and so I started doing that when I was on holiday to help me clear my mind and just see what was there for me that day. Without any inhibition and trying not to explain or justify any thoughts. 
I just love journaling in general because when you put pen to paper, your thoughts have substance all of a sudden. And while this technique is fantastic to help process your emotions and clear out what's there for you in your heart, you in turn make room for inspiration to enter. Your creative juices begin to bubble, and this is all from within. So unlike the last tip where you actively try to seek inspiration from others, this technique asks that you go inward and literally write your way out. They say that morning is the optimal time for this stream of consciousness to be released because your morning brain is fresh. But just like how I've given up on this notion of feeling like, you know, the best time to meditate is in the morning, I've been a little more relaxed about when you do certain things because sometimes you are just ready to commit to a daily practice later on in the day or you start to feel calm in the afternoon and you didn't start your day feeling guilty because you didn't do your standard morning practice. Every day is so different. Some days you'll wake up and filling up those three pages is no biggie. Your creative juices are flowing and sometimes are out of control. Other days, your mood fluctuates and you feel uninspired and contained, which is all the more reason to try this morning pages practice in the first place. Just make sure that you're authentic when you're writing. You'll know when your critical mind enters and tries to make each sentence sound rosy and perfect. Because by trying to sound perfect, this will keep you in the same cycles of limiting thoughts and beliefs instead of opening the doors to new possibilities. But like with everything, don't be hard on yourself. While the protocol asks you to continue writing nonstop, even though you don't feel like it, maybe just make a commitment to start with two pages or even one page, just so that you can get into the flow. The most important thing is that you remain open to the process. If you had set the target for one page and by three quarters of the way down, a new avenue opens up for you, relish in it, embrace it. Continue writing until you feel like the words have been washed and rinsed, and then notice the spaciousness you feel as you move into your day. And finally, put yourself in an environment where you can just be quiet. Inspiration comes to us slowly and quietly. Prime it with a little solitude. Brenda Euland. Rest and relaxation is so underrated in our grinding rat race of a world. I feel like taking time off should have more significance in any industry, if only to improve employee morale. Symptoms of burnout creep on us unexpectedly and by the times we've experienced the health implications of burnout, it's oftentimes too late to do anything. When we give ourselves the gift of silence, or simply the opportunity to just be in one place, not in our same routine, away from the people we often see, we can then look inwards and befriend, once again, our own thoughts and desires. It's impossible to be creating all the time. I mean, if we do, we tend to fall into the same themes, colors, tones of whatever it is that we're interested in. If inspiration is what you're searching for, 
It helps to remove yourself completely from the monotony of life so that new ideas can rise to the surface. One of the ways I recharge and am more susceptible to new ideas and thoughts is through travel. This isn't obvious. Not only are you more likely to meet new people that can really have profound influence on your path, but being around a new culture, new faces, and even trying new foods can awaken your senses to make you feel more alive. If you're feeling a more active traveling experience, going on a cultural excursion, for example, and really trying to soak in foreign influence can be so refreshing. However, if your energy isn't as outward-seeking and is slightly more reserved, I would 100% suggest a retreat of some kind. Having a few days or even a few weeks where you can commit yourself to a program that really takes care of the fundamentals, such as creating a schedule to abide by, preparing the food that you eat, giving you a place to stay, etc. When you're taken care of in a foundational sense, you are then given the opportunity to have the freedom and space to expand your mind. Retreats are also just a great way to be quiet. When you are on retreat, you are not having the same conversations with your partner or with your colleagues and friends. You can just be. And it's this willingness to just be, which by the way is a lot harder to do in our driven-focused society, is such a wonderful gift if you choose to offer this to yourself. As a third culture kid having traveled to over 50 countries in my life, I can tell you that there are two types of travel. One that is adventurous and outgoing, and you know, you generally come home feeling a bit more fatigued than restored, but you're okay with that because you were in explorer mode. You just want to put everything out there and soak up anything that comes your way. It's satisfying, but tiring. But oftentimes this exhilaration you feel can be so fulfilling. But then there's another way to travel where you simply choose to stay in one spot. You commit to the monotony of things and you don't really speak to many new people, but as a result, you go deeper into your psyche and you learn so much about yourself. And who knows, this self-reflection might actually crack open a stream of thought that can set you off on a journey of inspiration. Thank you for listening well. We'd love it if you could follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at listeningwellpodcast, or you can find us on Twitter at well underscore listening. Most importantly, I want to hear from you. What are you personally working on right now on this journey to becoming your best self? You can message me directly on Instagram, and I'll make sure to respond. For a list of the platforms we're on, you can visit the link to our website in the show notes. I'll see you back next week.